Mike Jones, and he's a friend of mine. I do want our church to really support his ministry. You know about what he's doing. We've been talking about it. But you can also get on his website and be a personal partner of his ministry. I hope you will. At Calvary Gospel, we endorse this man's ministry. He's preaching to thousands, tens of thousands around the world, big crusades, tent revivals, small churches. He does a lot in benevolence and charity. And we believe in his family. We believe in Frank. And it's just a joy to have him today. Um, I tell my guests when they come, uh, take your liberty. He's not going to preach like I do. He's not going to do the altar service like I do. I don't even know what he's going to do. But it's going to be good because here is a man of God. This is your pulpit right now, Frank. And you take your liberty. And to all the friends that you brought with you, welcome. And happy birthday. God bless. Berry Road. There's strawberry, raspberry, blackberry. We got Sheriff Berry. But what about Halle Berry? Can I get an amen? <laughs> Man, Waldorf is home. Uh, I was born on Capitol Hill 50 years ago this morning, President's Day weekend. My mother gave birth to me and um, born at 10.50 a.m. And who would think half a century later I would be in the pulpit at the same hour preaching the word of God. It is not because I am good. It is because he alone is God. And uh, it is grace... And um, I'm just thrilled. My wife and my son are here. Um, Billy Graham had a Ruth. I have a Ruth. And uh, I thank God for you. My son was born the hour Obama became president. So I was born President's Day. He was born Inauguration Day. And my mother was born 4th of July. So if you cut our veins, they're red, white, and blue. Can I get an amen? Um, there's a lot of precious friends. My dad is my hero. Um, and then uh, dear friend Steve Swartacki was a special agent with the Capitol Police. He's here. Dear friend Carolyn Beeman, her daughter Renee. I have a friend who drove from, her and her mom drove from West Virginia, stayed in a hotel last night. Friends from Virginia. Uh, I may not have a lot of finances, but I have a lot of faith and friends, and I am a very rich man. So I just want to say praise the Lord. Pastor, I love you with all my heart. I was going to do three things with my life real quick. I was going to go into politics, preach, or protect the president. I did 20 years on Capitol Hill. Uh, I'm not going to get into politics. I, I served four years for Congressman Steny Hoyer. It is a small world. Mr. Hoyer went to the prom with my dad's sister in 1957 at Suitland High School. It is a small, small world. But I wanted more than one political party at my funeral. Paul was all things to all men to win some. And if you only hang out with folks who look like you and dress like you and talk like you and vote like you, you probably don't look like Jesus. I, uh, I served in four White Houses in a volunteer capacity of two parties. And then I stepped out by faith. July 27, 2007, I left retirement 401k health insurance by faith to preach. And people thought, are you crazy? I've been on Air Force One. I've flown on Air Force Two. Lately, it's Southwest Airlines. Can I get an amen? <laughs> they don't even have a first class section. But if you're doing what he called you to do, you're in first class. But I served five years for Billy Graham. And I was the D.C., Maryland, Delaware coordinator for all of Dr. Graham. He pastored 13 presidents and 
60 Minutes said, Dr. Graham, are you after the right wing or the left wing? He said, I'm going after the whole bird. Everybody needs Jesus. And guys, I want to talk to you in a message about lost and found, but I do love um, those who serve God and country. I love that verse, whatever your hand finds to do, do it for his glory, whether you're military, whether you're law enforcement. They're not all bad, just like all the teachers in public school are not bad. And we are ambassadors for the Almighty. But we are now five, now six-generation Washingtonians, but five-generation consecutors. My family were in law enforcement. And it was a true story. It was my ancestor who hand-carried Abraham Lincoln across the street from Ford's Theater, Good Friday, 1865. It was a Shelton who carried Lincoln the night he died. It was my ancestor on my mom's side who hand-planted the world-famous cherry blossoms around the Tidal Basin in 1912. There's a lot of history in Washington. My cousin today is um, a state trooper out of Maryland. And uh, one of my favorite TV shows, you come from that many cops, you got to love the show Cops. Can I get an amen? There was this one guy who stared and surveyed and studied a senior citizen's calendar. She was 83. Knew when she left to get her hair cut, when she went to the grocery store, just went out. And he thought this would be the perfect crime, the easy hit. He would have the audacity to do harm and not help. He would steal instead of be a blessing. And he knew the lady's schedule, thinking this will be an easy hit. Thought the woman left, but unbeknownst to him, she was in the basement all along. He's so arrogant, he stole her wedding band of 55 years and $400 cash, and he's so arrogant, he's actually stealing chocolate chip cookies on the way out the door. I don't advocate stealing, but I'm not sticking around for lunch. Are you with me? She was in the basement all along, and she was told as a little girl, if you get in trouble, say the name Jesus, because there's power in the name, or quote a Bible verse. And she came up behind him and screamed, Acts 2.38, repent on the name of the Lord Jesus, and thou be saved. It scared him so much, he stuck his hand spread eagle. His leg was shaking like Elvis on the Ed Sullivan Show. And she had an old school wall phone dialed, nine, one, one. Fifteen minutes later, he still moved in the house and didn't move. Twelve cop cars from Gwinnett County, Georgia, surround the house, kick the door down. A lieutenant with a 9mm with an infrared beam on his forehead was laughing. He said, dude, I've seen some stuff. I've never seen this. i got to ask you a question. You had 15 minutes to run. One lady quotes one Bible verse. Why are you still here? He said, all I heard her say, she had an axe in 238s and I was going nowhere. There is power, power. Wonder-working power and the blood of the Lamb. And I was going to do three things with my life, Pastor. I was going to go into politics, preach, or protect the president. And I was blessed to pursue all three by my 37th birthday. And I left by faith. And I never felt smart. But he that wins souls is wise. Some of us preach. Some of us teach. But we each can reach. I've had some highs, I've had some lows, and I've had a few regrets. Has anyone ever had a regret? Say amen. But in all the regrets, I've never regretted once at all, ever, serving Jesus. I, at times, had failed God, but God has never failed me.
I'm no one special. I don't walk on water. I've never fed 5,000. I can't even feed you at Chick-fil-A today. They're closed. Can I get an amen? But I know the one who made you. He loves you. He created you. He died for you. And he's coming soon for you. Can we give the loudest applause to the one and only Jesus the Christ? And I'll preach. Amen. I want to thank my friend Tammy Tillman and her friends who came. Uh, It's just good to see you. I have 22 minutes, so if I quote what Elizabeth Taylor told her seventh husband, I love you, but I won't keep you long. Amen. (laughs) Tim, you're my hero. I love you, sir. Heavenly Father, we need you today. And I pray that in the next few moments... Your presence would be so thick. We would be overcome by your holiness. We would be blindsided by the light of the world. And I pray that we would be almost overcome by your grace. And I pray in the next few moments that the distractions of the world would be out the window. And the main attraction, Jesus the Christ, would be so front and center, everything else will be a distant memory. Oh God, thank you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. By the way, that praise team was phenomenal. You're so good, I've booked you for my funeral, amen. I got cut from the fourth grade choir. I thought everyone made the choir. They don't. (laughs) So the word of the day is, I sing like hell, but I preach like heaven. Amen. (laughs) I preached in 99. I love that song, Believe For It. I had the honor to preach with C.C. Winans in 1999. And I'm just being honest. I said, girl, if you were single and I was single, we'd be getting married. Amen. But she's amazing. Luke chapter 19. I just want to share this in love. I'm concerned in life. I got saved at seven, so we're going on 43 years this July. I gave my life to the Lord. But if we're not careful, you can be saved so long. You can be forgetting what it was like to be lost. Some of us in the men's industry, if we're not careful, we can get so professional that you lose the personal touch. One of the greatest compliments I get, Frank, is you're not religious. And if I can just be real, religion reeks. But the Redeemer is refreshing. We live in a culture today, even in the church, that a lot of us pray on our Wednesday nights, keep sister so-and-so out of heaven, and you find out she's 94. And what breaks my heart is we're actually praying to keep saints out of heaven when we probably should be praying to keep sinners out of hell. See, most folks have enough of Jesus to get them to heaven, but not enough of Jesus to keep a best friend out of hell. Do you know 9,000 churches the year before the pandemic preached 52 weeks and not one person was baptized or born again? I'm going to say it again. 9,000 churches in America the year before the pandemic 
preached 52 weeks and not one person was born again. When Jesus died and was suspended between heaven and earth, there was a thief on his right and a thief on his left. One of them rejected him, one of them received him. One of them died in guilt, the other died in grace. One went to hell, the other went to heaven. But if Jesus' dying act was leading one to himself, maybe that should be our living act when we're alive. So guys, I just want to pray with the help of the Lord. I want to share this at you. When's the last time you went out on a limb for the Lord? Number two, if you want to resemble Jesus... Go after the least, the last, and the lost, and you'll find the Lord. If you go after the least, the last, and the lost, you'll find the Lord. And guys, I'm telling you, never felt real smart, but he that wins souls is wise. Got saved at a country church in Brandywine, Maryland, and PG County at seven. Three years later, at a church running 33, nine of the 33 was my pastor's family. Five was my family, 14 of 33 was two families at a country church in Prince George's County, Maryland. We had a contest in 1982. Whoever brought the most kids to VBS would win a prize. And I couldn't sleep for a week. What about if they ask you a question you don't know? What about if they ask you a theological answer and you don't know? You may make God look bad. Newsflash, I'm 50 and I still don't have all the answers. But I know Jesus is the answer to all my friends' problems. You don't have to know it all. You just point to the one who made it all. Amen. And see, all of us are in the ministry, and I got some news, but on Monday night I had three first-time visitors. On Tuesday I had five first-time visitors. On Wednesday I had 11 first-time visitors. Thursday I brought 18 first-time visitors. In 1982 at age 10, God used me to bring 22 people to a church running 33 in 1982. And it's God. But I'm not going to give you my testimony today. But two years ago, I flew on New Year's Eve, the year before the pandemic, and preached to 120,000 at Nelson Mandela Soccer Stadium in Uganda. But I didn't start out in Africa. I started out in America. And we're just going after souls. The most important part of a shoe is the soul, S-O-L-E. The most important of the body is the soul, S-O-U-L. Do you know if there was an accident at sea? Today, CNN, it's sad when the military actually get the terminology right better than in ministry. Most of us think, well, there's six people at sea. No, it's six souls stranded at sea. The Coast Guard still calls them souls. What would it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? So guys, I want you to be on the lookout for the lost. I want to deputize you today. My friend is the longest acting service today, 56 years with the U.S. Marshal Service. All of you are going to be deputized. If you're saved, raise your right hand. You're in the ministry. Repeat after me with your hand held high. I'm now deputized to evangelize. You've been sworn in. Amen. <laughs> this week, God is strategically going to put people in your path. You'll run into them at the gas station. You'll run into them at Walmart. You're going to run into them at the bank. And I've learned if you get alone with God in private, you can be a billboard for him in public. And this is why I tip my hat to you and some of the other churches in our region. God gave me a word in the pandemic. If you didn't have a backbone in 2020, you didn't deserve a microphone in 2022. People are looking for lordship and leadership. 
And I want to thank God for Pastor Tim, his bride, and the team of Calvary Gospel. Can we give them a round of applause? Amen. Luke chapter 19. I want you to think of three quick things. Number one, if you're saved, say amen. And when I give the invitation today, maybe you need to just say thank you that you saved me. I think sometimes we think, well, you know, I wasn't as bad as the guy around the corner and I wasn't as bad as the coworker, my colleague, the female on the other cubicle. So, you know, like you didn't have to work so hard to save me. No, all of us deserve hell. But because of his grace, all of us today can still get heaven. So if you're saved, I want you to recommit, rekindle, refresh your relationship with the Redeemer. If you're lost, today's your day. Do you know if the pandemic taught us anything? When the NFL collapsed and the NBA subsided and Major League Baseball was on halt and movies stopped being produced in Hollywood, it was a space of grace to see his face. God could have come back. And to be quite honest, many of us weren't ready. Many churches were on cruise control. And yes, we need to play it safe, but we really need to preach Jesus saves. Because Jesus is the answer. And Schwarzenegger was not the first to say, I'll be back. It was Jesus. And he's coming really soon. And hell's too long to be wrong. I wouldn't take all the gold in Fort Knox to live another day without getting right today. The king is on his way. So if you're saved, I want you to say thank you. If you're lost, you need to be found. And then number three, Jesus was on the lookout for the lost. And now with biblical binoculars, I pray you'll leave these doors never the same. And he doesn't just use preachers. He doesn't just use teachers. But all of us can be a reacher. And the fact is, some of you can reach more out there than Tim and I ever could in here. And it's not just like three or four with a degree on the wall, because Christianity is not getting a degree. It's the degree that you're sold out to Jesus. I'm not impressed with titles. My heart sunk when I heard that they were passing out my biography. I am Forrest Gump for Jesus. I'm a goofball. You don't need me, but we need him. Luke 19, verse 1. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief tax collector, and he was rich. He sought to see Jesus who he was, and he could not because of the press, because he was of little stature. And he ran before and climbed up a sycamore tree to see him, because God was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down quickly, for today I must have supper at your house. And he came down quickly and received him joyfully. Why? Because there's joy in your journey with Jesus. Jesus, first, others, second, yourself, last. If you don't have joy, you probably don't have Jesus at the top. And when they saw it, they murmured, saying, look, this guy, God, has gone to be a guest with a man who's a sinner. They sounded like a snake. Because snakes complain and criticize and curse. But the Savior cleanses. 
And Zacchaeus stood and said, Lord, behold, half my goods I give to the poor. If I've taken from anyone falsely, I'll restore a fourfold. And Jesus said, this day salvation has come to thy house. For he as much as the son of Abraham, for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Even at 12, he was a man with a mission. He was a man with a message. And he's the man who's the Messiah. His mission, I come to seek and to save that which was lost. His message, he didn't say, I am a way. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through him. And he's the Messiah. Acts 4.12 says, under heaven there's no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. Confucius can't save you. Buddha can't save you. Muhammad can't save you. Mother Teresa is dead. But Jesus is alive. And give him a loud Waldorf round of applause. Amen. Jesus is not a good way to heaven. He's the only way to heaven. And I love alliteration in Luke 19.1. There's Jesus and Jericho. There's the two J's. And see, Jesus was coming this way once, and he may not come this way again. Bono from U2 had a number one song, With or Without You. See, Jesus is not only going to, he was going through, with or without you. But he's not only here dying to save you, he's dying to use you. And if the world uses you, you feel like trash. But if God uses you, you feel like a treasure. The greatest high is being used by the most high. Crack has nothing on Christ. Can I get an amen? We're just warming up. They call me the white Jesse Jackson. Praise the Lord. Amen. There was a song we sang as a kid. Pass me not, O gentle Savior, hear my humble cry. While on earth are our calling, do not pass me by. Guys, it'd be one thing if you had a chance today to meet Tiger, Rihanna, Denzel, and it would be an honor. But my God, if you have a chance to miss him and miss him, you've missed it all. You say, well, Frank, I don't believe in hell. Newsflash, hell believes in you. And they're just waiting for you to die in your sleep. My son and I, two years ago, Branch Avenue, a bike passed us as if we were still. I was doing 60. He had to be doing 120. A car changed lanes, saw the whole thing. He got hit so hard. When we came back up, one of the first to get up on the scene, it literally knocked him out of his Air Jordans. The ninja was one way, two pairs of shoes or 100 feet behind him. I'm just saying this love. As a preacher, the first thing I'm thinking is, oh God, I hope he knew you. Because I'm just sharing this love. When he got knocked out of his sneakers, the four letters, I don't think he was screaming, Lord. It was probably an obscenity. And you say, well, I'll just like get right later in life. Jesus said, today is the day of salvation. My boss, Billy Graham, said, you may never have another opportunity like this morning. One time I was on the phone and the White House switch operator said, can you hold for the President of the United States? President Obama gets on the phone. Not going to get political another time I'm on hold. Can you hold for the President Trump? But here's the catch. Can you imagine if I say, you know, I was just on my way to Walmart. I'll like call him back. <laughs> but in love, a lot of us put God on hold all of our lives. Greater than access to a West Wing with an office that's oval. Many of us go through life 
doing it our way. Sprite says, obey your thirst. I loved Elvis. I liked Frank Sinatra. But my way is the national anthem of hell. And the record shows I took the blows, did it my way. There is a highway of those who did it their way who are in hell today. Guys, I'm telling you, but if God had a middle name, it's grace. And grace has a face, and his name's Jesus. Zacchaeus, we'll call him Z. Say Z. I had a 280ZX. My tag said, Z, you later. Can I get an amen? <laughs> now, Zacchaeus was the chief tax collector, and he was rich. Let me park the car here. He was rich in goods, but he was poor in God. You know why he wanted you to know that he was the chief tax collector? Because when we're lost, we can hide behind our titles. We think our identity is in the titles. Heaven's identity is in the testimony. We overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of our title, word of our testimony. Some of us in life, maybe you know a friend, maybe it's been you. Well, like I'm like the uh, vice president of what? A country? No, the bank, but that's impressive. Okay, you got a title. Do you know the Lord? No. <laughs> They're in hell. Well, like I'm like the president of what? A country? No, a local PTA. Well, that's impressive. You got a title, but do you know the Lord? No, it's no big deal. <laughs> well, like I'm the chairman of the Armed Services Committee. I run a couple billion dollars. Well, that's impressive, but do you know the Lord? No, I didn't think it was a big deal. Newsflash in hell, everybody knows the Lord. You say, how is that possible? There may have been atheists who flew into hell, but they're all believers once they're in hell. Because every tongue will confess, every knee will bow that Jesus Christ is Lord. But the problem with hell, once you get in, you don't get out. And it's better to know the Lord now than wish you had him forever. Now Zacchaeus was the chief tax collector and he was rich. He had a Ferrari, but he didn't have forgiveness. He had a Maserati, but he didn't know the master. He had a Lexus, but he didn't know the Lord. He had a Porsche, but he didn't know the Prince of Peace. He had a house on cribs, but he'd never been to the cross. And he had a crisis because he didn't know Christ. Billy Graham said it's not wrong to have nice things. It's dead wrong when nice things have you. I heard stories of Sunday school teacher never played the lotto in their life. Play the Powerball, win 18 million, get half after taxes. You never see him again. Because now they thought they were so anointed in favor. And they didn't give God the glory. Most people can't handle success. But if God blesses you, you need to serve him more, not less. Some people, you give them a promotion, it goes to their head, and their heart gets corrupt. To whom much is given, much is required. If you get elevated, elevate his name. Amen? Because when God promotes you, it's not for you to say to the world, look at me. It's for us to live a life that says, look at him. And if he did it for me, he'll do it for you. It is no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he'll do for you. Amen? 
So he's the chief tax collector. My godmother was a GS-15 for the IRS. We need good people in the IRS. Can I get an amen? And he wanted to see Jesus who he was, and he could not because of the press. Newsflash, the media today, the press, they don't want you to see Jesus. We have lawsuits over a wooden crib. We have lawsuits over a wooden cross. And we don't want you to come to Christ. We got fake news, but we got good news. God loves you. And he was of little stature. So if he probably prayed, I, I shared this, my son's playing basketball. And um, I remember Bobby Brady with the Brady Bunch. He used to sleep upside down on the monkey bars. Do you remember that? He did that because he thought maybe with gravity he would get taller through the night. And let's say Zacchaeus, if he wanted anything in life, let's say he was just praying for more height. Aren't you thankful that God doesn't give us what you think you need? Because the problem is, say God gave him an extra six inches. If he doesn't know the Lord, he just splits hell six inches quicker when he dies. It's amazing when I fly, I'll get up on a plane, and the few that are in first class, if I'm on American or Delta, and by the way, do you know what Delta means? Don't expect to leave the airport. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Just got back from Dallas. Don't expect the luggage to arrive. Praise the Lord. But I get on a plane, and then they're up in first class. They all look like they're sucking on lemons. They're all profiling and styling, hoping you'll see them. But they look like their whole family just died. See, if you're in first class, but you don't know the Lord, you may fool a fool people by day, but you don't fool anyone at night. Because success isn't how you roll. Success if you know the Redeemer who rolled the stone away. The press, he was of little stature, so he's short in stature. He's sophisticated in sinning. You've heard of the cop's cop, the preacher's preacher, the teacher's teacher, the con's con. He was the sinner's sinner. And he ran before and climbed up a sycamore tree because he knew that God would pass that way. Interesting because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. I've heard stories when if a Super Bowl team won and there was a ticker tape parade, parents would put their child on the shoulders to get a glimpse, maybe of Rigo back in the day, maybe of Art Monk back in the day. I heard stories where presidents would come through a town and kids wanted them to see JFK. But if you have a chance to see John Kennedy or Jesus the King, you can live without one, but you can't without the other. I think we would agree if there's ever been a time that we need to see the King, it's now. Now's the time for the church to rise up. Now's the time to graduate from fear to faith and be on the lookout for the lost. And Jesus came to the place and saw him and said, Zacchaeus, come down for today. I must be at your house. So Zacchaeus is the center. He doesn't know the Lord. 
He's parading as a winner by day. He feels like a wannabe at night. I think we've all been there. You can fool people, but you can't fool God. And here's the amazing thing. Religion says try to impress. Fake it till you make it. You just come as you are, and Jesus will take you where he found you. But in his grace, he won't leave you where he found you. See, society says fake it. Jesus says faith it. Without faith, it's impossible to come to God. And so he's short in stature, he's sophisticated in sinning, and David Koresh was the wacko and waco. But Zacchaeus is the sicko and the sycamore. Can I get an amen? He's short in stature, he's sophisticated in sinning, and he can't see the Savior down the street because he's short in stature. And they were putting people on their shoulders trying to get a glimpse of God. He couldn't see the Savior on the street because of his lack of height. But he didn't need height. He really needed him who embodied heaven. And society and Satan was probably thinking, you know, I got an image to maintain. Play it cool. No, if he played it cool, he'd go to a hot hell. Now's not the time to play it cool. It's by grace. Come to him. So he's short in stature. He's sophisticated in sinning. And he can't see the Savior on the street. So he's sprinting towards a sycamore tree. And botanists will tell you the sycamore was an unclean tree. Say unclean. Now this will preach because when our sin separates us from a holy God, we are not only unholy, we are unclean. I remember when the lepers and there was the Lord. Do you know back in the day the lepers would have to scream, I'm unclean. They would have to scream, stay away from me. They dreamed of intimacy. They dreamed for someone to say hi to them. They dreamed for someone to touch them. But when they finally got what they want, the state said in the day, you then got to scream, I'm unclean. Can you imagine the bondage that must have been? But when everyone else would run the other way, I have a Savior who came to make their day. And when religion stepped out, and when society walked out, the Redeemer walked up. So he's short in stature. He's sophisticated in sinning. He can't see the Savior on the street. And we have a sicko sprinting up a sycamore tree. And he goes out on a limb for the Lord. Church, when's the last time you went out on a limb for the Lord? When's the last time you branched out for God? I used to think you didn't act like Jesus until lost people thought you were nuts. No, you don't look like Jesus till your fellow Christians think you're nuts. Oh, you're crazy. We used to do that. Hold on, dude, you're rocking the boat. You're making us all look bad. Hey, if you're saved, you're not destined for mediocrity. You're already in the ministry. Ain't no half-stepping once you know the Lord. Let me break it down. Can I get an amen? <laughs> I remember of a story in West Virginia. <laughs> obstacle course went straight up a mountain. Every hundred feet, oak trees. There was a rope strategically placed around these thick tree trunks. And for 18 years, when the gun went off, they would run as fast as they could. But something peculiar happened. 
the people on the side were not pushing, pulling, praying. They were criticizing, critiquing, and condemning. Slow down. Hey, dude, you're making us all look bad. We used to do that. Who do you think you are? You're like arrogant. You can be passionate and don't mean you're arrogant. And true story, one by one, they would quit because of the criticism. And year 19, true story, when the gun went off, when the crowd screamed louder, there was one kid who ran faster. Louder, faster, louder, faster, louder, faster. Slow down, quit! And true story, he was the first time in 19 summers to win. What was the difference, unbeknownst to the contestants, the campers, and the critics? True story, the kid who won was born deaf. And if you're going to win in your race of grace, we got to turn a deaf ear to your critics. Amen? Because you're not going to stand before critics. You're not going to stand before crowds. You're going to stand before Christ himself. You were running well who hindered you. And can I just say this in love? We've come a long ways and praise the Lord. But some of my biggest critics today are actually jealous Christians or confused clergy. I wrote a book on, well, I was writing a book on betrayal. The subtitle was even Jesus had a Judas. And jealousy is crueler than the grave. And the last five letters of jealousy spell lousy. And you can't be like Jesus if you're jealous. It takes a winner to compliment because wannabes tear down. It's a true story. If there's two people in a canoe, it's a fact. The one rowing the least is complaining the most. Y'all ever been to a family reunion? Women will like this. It's the goofball who doesn't bring a dish to the table is complaining about the menu. But I've learned when you got skin in the game and food on the table, you're trying to be a blessing, not a burden. Zacchaeus was the sinner, and he's getting ready to go to hell. He had the cash, but he didn't have Christ. Zacchaeus is the sinner. Jesus is the winner. Look to your neighbor and say, today's going to be good. Look to your other neighbor and say, Jesus said, I'm his favorite. <laughs> Jesus fed 5,000. He fed 4,000. And now he's going to have dinner for two. See, what's neat about the Lord, you didn't always know what he was going to do. Like Forrest Gump, life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. But whether it was thousands or individuals, see, Jesus preached to 5,000 one night, but darn if he's not with the woman at the well the next night. See, to the world, you may just be one person, but to that one person, you may mean the world. I had dreams in Bible college to speak to crowds. But today, I'm in it for Christ. And if you're not careful, we can determine our success in ministry by the size of the crowd when it's really just obedience to the Christ. Because I've seen the crowds, but we're going after Christ. But when you're with Christ, you're going to give your all whether there's a crowd or not. And nothing is small when you give your all. 
So Zacchaeus goes up this tree, and Jesus looked up and laughed, and he said, but today I want to have supper at your house. See, Zacchaeus was the sinner. Say sinner. Jesus is the winner. Say winner. The first time Jesus came, he came as a kid. The next time he comes, he's coming as the king of all kings. The first time he came in poverty, the next time he comes, he's coming in power. First time he came, he was the rejected cornerstone. The next time he comes, he's the rock of all ages. The first time he came, he came on a humble donkey. The next time he comes, he's on a winning stallion. The first time he came, he, he carried a cross. The next time he comes, he's carrying the whole government on his shoulders. The first time he came, he stood silently and said nothing to Pontius Pilate. The next time he comes, Pontius Pilate, Muhammad, Buddha, Joseph Smith is going to have to kneel before him and give him an account. They've asked, was Jesus a man or was he God? If you put him in a blender, he was fully God and he was fully man. If he wasn't a man, who was that babe born in Bethlehem? But if he wasn't God, why did 10,000 angels sing at that baby's birth? There's something about that name. If he wasn't a man, who was that it hungered in the wilderness? But if he wasn't God, who fed 5,000 with a little lad's lunch? If he wasn't a man, who was that on the cross that cried, I thirst? But if he wasn't God, who told the woman at the well, drink from me, you'll never thirst again. If he wasn't a man, who was that dead in Joseph Arimathea's tomb? But if he wasn't God, explain to me why that tomb is empty. And we've been there, and it's the only tourist attraction in the world where folks come from miles around to stand in line and look at absolutely nothing. Because when you look at the tomb of Christ, it's the only tourist attraction in the whole world. When you walk out is a Bible verse, Luke 24, verse 5 and 6. Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but he's risen. Waldorf, can we stand to our feet and give Jesus a loud round of applause? Give God some praise. Amen. Amen. Zacchaeus was the center. Jesus is the winner. And now they're going out to dinner. Can I say amen? You can be seated. A cult sounds like the word Christ. A cult sounds like the word Christ. It starts with a C and ends with a T. But hear me, Christ is no cult. Jim Jones... And David Koresh, cult leaders, had the audacity to have the crowd drink the Kool-Aid. The crowd died, and the cult leader lived another day. But Christ drank the bitter cup, and the leader died that the crowd could live another day. I'm going to stick with the one who stuck on the cross for everyone. The center, the winner, the dinner. We're landing the plane in five minutes. When Zacchaeus went up to the tree, all right, big guy, I fed 5,000, I fed 4,000. Today it's a dinner for two. Come on down out of the tree for supper. And watch this, Zacchaeus got out of the tree 
and starts walking to his house. And watch this. He didn't have time to steam clean the carpets. He didn't have time to Windex the windows. They didn't exist. If you are trying to get it together before you come to Christ, you'll miss him. Religion is about you getting good. Jesus is about just coming to God. See, Christianity isn't about you working your way to heaven. Heaven worked his way down to you. You could never do it. It's not get your act straight. It's not put on your Sunday best. What I love about the woman caught in adultery, she was in her Sunday worst. If she's caught in the act, I say this in love, Victoria's Secrets was wearing more than her. Religion says fake it. Jesus says faith it and I'll take you. And watch this. When Jesus humbly followed his Zacchaeus to his house, it's not because the Redeemer didn't know where Z lived. Because when he got, he was already on his radar. Jesus humbly followed Zacchaeus to his little house that one day by grace, Zacchaeus, when he died, could follow Jesus to his heavenly home. Do you see that? If you give him your guilt, he'll give you his grace. If you give him your sin, you get his son. You don't got to go to hell when you can come straight to heaven. And can I tell you, everybody wants to know, he was like, P.S., as if God didn't know, this dude, the GS-15, the tax collector, he's a sinner. And they thought it was a complaint. It's a compliment. What kind of savior would he be if he wasn't a friend of sinners? They tell me Jesus was 33 when he died. Newsflash, he should have sat every meal alone, three square meals a day by himself. Why? Because no one was worthy to sit at his table. Oh, but because he's a friend of sinners, he's dying to dine with you. I worked for a president. One night we raised 31 million. One night for dinner. Look at me. I'm the guy that's in it for the money. Can I get an amen? We raised 31 million for a commander chief. No one said he's in it for the money. You get a guy that lives by faith. Well, you know he's in it for the money. Sometimes you wonder where the love and the love offering. <laughs> Do you know raising 31 million, you don't even get to keep the dinner plate when you walk out? But McDonald's owes royalty to Jesus because when Z had dinner with the it was the first happy meal of all time. I may not be invited back, but that was good preaching. Can I get an amen? <laughs> now watch this. Scholars have asked, what did they have the day the sinner and the Savior had supper? When the man and the master had a meal. When a guy and God had grub. When a brother and the Bible broke bread. The recipe is the Lord loves leftovers. And when religion walked out, the word walked up. And said, today, I fed 5,000, fed 4,000, but today we're going to have a dinner for two. When Jesus went up to the tree that was unclean, I don't think Jesus just saw Zacchaeus. 
He saw you. He saw all of you. He saw all of you. He said all of us. But watch this. Jesus just didn't see Zacchaeus and Jesus just didn't see you. Are you ready? I believe Jesus saw himself. Because true leadership will never ask you to do something they're not willing to do. And when Zacchaeus was in this unclean tree, he said, Zacchaeus, come down for supper. And he did. But Jesus knew in a few months, I'm going to come back to another tree and climb up an unclean tree at Mount Calvary where he died for you and he died for me. Zacchaeus went up a tree to see Jesus. Jesus went up a tree to save Zacchaeus. Z went out on a limb to see the Lord. The Lord went out on a limb to redeem the world. And the Bible said, he that knew no sin became sin where he died for you and he died for me. Give the Lord a round of applause. I'm going to ask that you stand to your feet all over the auditorium as the team plays something soft. This may be the most important 90 seconds of the day. I preached in Wheaton, Illinois at a Billy Graham School of Evangelism and I preached after Billy Graham's grandson. I'll close with this short story that I shared that night. True story, other than Harpo Studios, look in the mirror, Harpo is Oprah. Other than the steel skyscrapers of the Windy City and other than stadiums, the Bears the Bulls. I love Peyton. I love Pippen. But there was something about Jordan. But other than a studio skyscraper or stadium, true story, the number one tourist attraction for 45 years in Chicago was a bar. It was a tavern pub. And in neon lights, the number one tourist attraction in Chicago was called the Gates of Hell. You remember the Cheers sitcom with Ted Danson? Where everybody knows my name and they're actually glad you came. God broke my heart one night. He said, never let the church crowd Saturday be more friendly than the Sunday crowd in the morning. I'm going to say it again. Where everybody knows your name and we're actually glad you came. Do you know why we used to call those old school wood benches pews? Because I heard the horrific stories when a first time visitor came in and sat in a pew. I actually heard people say, um, you're sitting in my seat. That's why that theology stinks. They called them pews. We need to be thankful when a first time visitor come. You should make them feel like the most important person. You don't know if they had a gun in their mouth the night before. And if it's a Christian who's rude, we may have blocked out them coming to the one who saves. An American tourist from South Carolina flies 33,000 feet to Chicago. All his buddies are saying, you're going to Chicago. You got to go to the bar, the gates of hell. Will you get a drink for me and buy a t-shirt? He said, I'll do it. He's there four days, three nights. And on his last day to honor a promise, 
he comes up to one of Chicago's finest, a cop on the beat, and he said, sir, can you tell me how to get to the gates of hell? He actually taught Sunday school. I'm thankful we still got cops who love the Lord. I'm thankful for firemen and women who love the Lord. I'm thankful for public teachers who still love the Lord. It's not about what you do. It's are you on post for what you do it for. It's not titles. It's testimony. But if you have a big title, you better have a better testimony. To whom much is given, much is required. Can you tell me how to get to the gates of hell? And he dropped his head and he said, son, I get asked a hundred times a day. You're actually pretty close. Go down two streets, make a right. Go down three streets, make a left. I'll give you a landmark. There's a church on the corner. It takes up an entire Chicago city block. And you know what the name of the church? You can't make this up. It's called Calvary. And he said right next to the church is the bar called the gates of hell. And the line is wrapped around the block. And then he smiled and he said, but son, if you stop at Calvary, you don't have to go to the gates of hell. 2,000 years ago, he left the mansion to come to a manger. He went from the throne to put on a crown of thorns and he went from the crib to the cross. And he died a temporal death that Waldorf, you could have eternal life. Can we give God a loud Maryland round of applause? Amen. I'm going to ask right now with heads bowed and eyes closed, stay seated. Draw an imaginary circle around yourself. I believe in leaving no child behind. But sometimes we got to leave some people behind who are not right with God if they're going to try to hold you back. But once you're right with God, I believe we need to try to go out on a limb to find the lost. Jesus' dying act was saving someone. Who's God going to put on your path this week to speak life, show love? And I've worked for representatives of Congress. It's a privilege to be a representative of Christ. But it's a blessing because I have friends who are both. If you're here today and you know that you know that you're born again with heads bowed and eyes closed, if you know that your name's in the book of life, you know there was a day you gave your life to Christ. You don't doubt it. You don't hope it. You know it. If you're here with heads bowed and eyes closed, when I count to three, raise your hand or heaven. Frank, I know I'm saved. If that's you, raise your hand at three. One, two, three. Raise your hand. If you truly know, if you don't, God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Put your hand down. Frank, question number two. I'm here today. And I'm saved. But truth be told, there was a day I walked a little bit closer to Christ. You know, he made me an eight-cylinder car, but I'm just going to be real. Because if we can't be real here, we won't be real out there. I've been kind of four or six cylinders. Nothing wrong with a four-cylinder car, but my God, if he made you an eight-cylinder, you got to be on all cylinders when he calls you home. If you're here today, say, Frank, I'm saved. But to be honest, I'm not all in. If you would be honest with no one looking, when I count to three, would you just say, me? that's me, Frank, I'm saved, but I need to put some pep in my step. Would you raise your hand? One, two, three. God bless you. Thank you for being honest. Question number three, Frank, I'm saved, but I got some loved ones who need Jesus. I got family. I got a friend. I got a fiance. I got a neighbor. I got a niece. I got a nephew. I got a colleague. I got a classmate. I got a coworker who needs Jesus, 
who's been hurt by the church, has been wounded by the world, and if they die tonight, I don't think they're ready to meet a holy God. Frank, I just got one friend who's lost. Zacchaeus had a friend who was lost. You got one friend who's lost. When I count to three, if you have a friend who's lost, I'm going to ask that you raise your hand. One, two, three. Praise the Lord. I'm going to say this real quick. I really believe God gave us a space of grace, as Pastor said, to get healthy. But where the globalists are demanding a reset, God wants revival. And I believe God not only wants to use Calvary's cross, this church called Calvary, to reach Waldorf. And when you reach Waldorf, you're going to reach Maryland. And when you reach Maryland, you're going to reach the East Coast. And when you reach the East Coast, you're going to go, and before you know it, you're impacting Dallas. And then you're in Los Angeles. And then you're in Honolulu. And then you're no longer in Waldorf, darn if you're not in the world. I really believe that God wants to use Calvary to save some souls. Do you know if everyone next week brought a first-time visitor? Pastor would have a heart attack. And if God could use me at age 10 to bring 22, he's dying to use you to bring one or two. Because some of us keep the faith. We're called to share the faith. And if you're here today and you're not 100% sure, if you die today, I want to lead you in a prayer. The Bible said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Coming to Jesus as easy as the ABCs. A, admit that I'm a sinner. B, believe in your heart that Jesus is the Son of God. But here's the catch. The demons believe and tremble with fear. It's not just believing. It's see, Confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And he said, if you acknowledge me before men and public, I will honor you before my Father in heaven. It's not about being good. It's about being real and coming to God. And if you've never trusted Christ, I want you to just repeat this after me. If you'd like to receive Christ, repeat this after me. You can say it out loud. Nothing to be ashamed. If I ask you right now, come get five million, not one of you say, I think I'll sleep on it. You just got to come. And if you want to receive Christ, repeat this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner, but you're the Savior. I heard that you died for the world, but I heard today, if it was just me, Jesus would have died for me. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Take me to heaven when I die. I want to repent from my past. Save my soul. Be my best friend. And I'm putting my trust not in a dead God, but the living Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. If you prayed that prayer and meant it with all your heart, when I count to three, just raise your hand. If you prayed it or rededicated your life, when I count to three, just raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise your hand all over the auditorium. Praise the Lord. Keep them high. Praise the Lord. Keep them high. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We're going to do something real quick. Real quick. If you prayed that prayer, if you asked the Lord to rededicate, or if you were one of the many who said, Frank, I got a friend who's lost. I'm going to ask you 
When I count to three, Billy Graham said, take the first step. It will strengthen the spine of everyone behind me. Guys, I'm telling you, I'm just going to say this in love. Fear has kept us on the sidelines. Faith gets us in the game. Now watch this. In love, we have a 99% survival rate over a virus. But you have a 100% rate to go to hell if you don't get right with God. I don't know about you, but I'm going to take my chances for the one who's willing to die for me than live without me. And I believe God wants to use Calvary. So if you want a social distance, I'm all for that. But when I count to three, I don't think revival starts in the fall. It's already been starting. It's been brewing for the last two years. Everything you've done with excellence, everything you've done with the new church committee, when you hire two new staff, it's not happening down the road. It's already happening now. But I'm just going to say this in love. If you want to just play it safe on the sidelines, we can honor the devil. But if you want to step out by faith, I believe this church will never be the same. And I believe there's going to be churches who are going to be following your lead because you're following his lead like never before. And it's not to make others look bad. It's like, look at Calvary. We need to step it up. So if you have a friend who's lost, if you have a friend who's hurt, if you just prayed to receive Christ, if you want to rededicate your life, I'm just going to ask, I believe the altar should be slammed. And we're not going to honor my birthday. We're going to honor living for him on this day because there's nothing greater than being all in for God. If you want to change Waldorf, you'll change the world. I count to three. You come and let's watch God shake Waldorf. You come. One, two, three. You come. You got a friend who's lost. You want God to use you. You want to just say, God, thanks for saving my soul. I'm going to ask that you pray for one friend at the altar, standing or seating. Pray privately for a first name and say, oh God, you saved me, but would you save Lisa? Would you save Tamara? Would you save Marcus? Oh God, would you give us a burden? Jesus had Zacchaeus. Who do we got? You come. All to Jesus I surrender all to Him I freely give I will ever love and trust Him in His presence daily 